Hey guys, <laughs> welcome back to Flourish with Juliana. Hey, <laughs> so if you are watching this because I'm recording this as a video, then hey, how are you? Welcome to my humble abode, aka my bedroom. My bedroom is the most favorite place of our house because our bed feels like a cloud and I just love it. Like I, I just love being in my bed. We only spend such minimal time here and I you know seven to eight hours at night but like I just miss it every time my alarm rings it is my hardest goodbye each and every morning anyway I love my bed I love my my room for the longest time before I got married I would have never thought that I would be the type to sleep with a tv in the room like that was just not my vibe and I was like I just I want it to be dark and quiet but then once I got married and well, even before I got married, when I was living with my now husband, it's just such a nice little, it's just so cozy cozy, you know, and like you put something on TV and then you fall asleep and it's just so cute. Like, I love it. Anyway, so if you're listening to this, you probably, you're not, you obviously can't see me, but um, you should because you can actually, you know, while you're listening to this, you can watch. Um, I, I've been recently doing a lot of podcast watching so a few of the podcasts that i love which include the diary of a ceo uh and this this other podcast by ricky and denzel called we said what we said they offer both audio and video and i just love video podcasts because it's i don't know like i like to see people's facial expressions i just love it all so anyway hey so for today's episode i really wanted to discuss you know being a grad school student being a student in grad school okay <laughs> and the reason for this is because i didn't really see myself doing a masters i was the type during my undergrad to be like i am done after this i don't want to go through this again like undergrad for me was really hard especially for the first two years because i had no idea what i wanted to do with my life i found that i was kind of being pulled in different directions my parents really, really wanted me to be a doctor, you know, to go that medicine route. And for me personally, I always loved science, but I didn't have this passion for med school. And so I was kind of conflicted. I remember for the longest time going back and forth and changing my majors so many times. And I was just so stressed. So once I graduated, I was like, woo, like, okay, great. Uh, let's not go through that again. And by like my final, my last two years of undergrad, I would say, maybe my final year, I started to enjoy it like a little bit more because I was like, oh, okay, you know, I like what I'm doing. I like what I'm learning, but I was still really excited to be, to be done. And then it wasn't until one summer, when was it like two summers ago now or last summer? No, I think no, two summers ago, my parents were like, why don't you just apply? And I was like, because mm, I don't want to. Uh, and then they're like, well, why not? Like, you know, what if, what if there's an area that interests you? I was like, mm. and then I started perusing around online and uh, looking at different programs, seeing if anything, you know, tickled my fancy. And I ended up applying to three different programs, three programs that had nothing to do with each other, somewhat in the health field you know but i remember i applied to a counseling psychology program at the university of toronto and then i applied to this other program oh um 
public health, like Masters of Public Health at Western. And then I applied finally to Masters of uh, Science, specifically Health and Rehabilitation Sciences at Western as well. So I was kind of all over the place. And uh, yeah, I ended up getting into the Masters of um, Health and Rehab Sci at uh, Western. And I am particularly in the discipline of health promotion. So if there are any health promotion girlies out there or <laughs> anybody in their masters or thinking about thinking about a master's um this episode is certainly for you i actually wrote a bunch of my tips down a bunch of my tips for those who are interested in doing a master's um and you're not quite in it yet or maybe you are in it i don't really know where you're at but maybe you're thinking about it so if you are interested in pursuing a master's program let me start off by saying like my first one here is clarity comes through engagement and not thought and i got this quote from maria forleo let me double check that's her name i do not want to butcher anybody's names um forleo forleo marie marie forleo i'll be okay so marie forleo was on the diary of a ceo podcast that i love listening to and she uh she said this beautiful quote you know, I'll say it again, clarity comes through engagement, not thought. And I was like, whoa. And I'll, you know, I'll kind of go into this, but pretty much during my undergrad, I, again, like I said, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life post-grad, especially in my final year of university or of my undergrad, sorry. It it really hit me where I was like, you know, what am I going to do after this? Like, what do I want? What do I want to do? And the best way, and in fact, the only way to figure that out is through engagement, through literally putting yourself in a situation, into a job, into a new field that you think you might be interested in and figuring it out. Because then you know that that's the best way to know if you are going to like it or not. So I remember all throughout my undergrad, I would try out different jobs, like different part-time jobs. I remember I did the bank. Like I literally did finance. Like why was I at the bank when I was studying health? Make it make sense. I don't know. Obviously I did pick up part-time jobs just to, you know, get some cash, you know, here and there. Um, But I also just wanted to see what I liked and what I didn't like. And I remember I volunteered, where was it, for the speech pathology clinic. So I was kind of working side by side with a speech pathologist. I was just helping her out with some papers and whatever, uh, just to see if I liked that. Because again, I was just so confused in undergrad. Like, how are you supposed to know? You know, you apply, what, 18? Are you, yeah, what are you? Well, 17. And then by the time you attend, you're 18 years old, figuring your way out. Like, I just didn't know. I don't know anything at that age and I feel as though I'm still figuring out what I truly love and I just I came to the realization that it's just a growing an ongoing growing process like I don't think you're ever just going to reach this destination of okay <laughs> I know what I want to be I know what I want to do I think there are some people in this world that have that specific job in mind specific career in mind but that's just not me and I think that's a lot of people I think a lot of us are on the same boat so you are not alone um, so yeah, my, my number one piece of advice is, is really just to try out, you know, different experiences, different work experiences. So I remember also my final year of my undergrad, um, and this story is actually full circle, which is kind of cool. But when I heard this quote, I'm like, whoa, I've been applying this for my entire like young adult life, which is so cool. And it's really helped me navigate what I like and what I don't like. 
so anyway, um, yeah, uh, yeah, my final year of undergrad, another experience that I tried out was, um, what was it? It was, so basically we had this one speaker come to one of my fourth year courses at school and it was this physician and I forgot what his talk was about, whatever. Uh, and then I remember I reached out to him to, to kind of ask about his research. I'm like, okay, like, you know, do you have any opportunities like, you know, summer um, or something part time that I can kind of help you out with, whatever. And then he's like, no, you know, I don't at this time, uh, but I do have like a full time job opportunity. And I was like, sir, you were just like at my school. You know, I'm a full time student. Like, I can't, I can't commit to this. So he's like, oh, okay. Anyway, long story short, that little mini reaching out to him kind of sparked this domino effect of me reaching out to a whole bunch of other professors and academic scientists that um you know in within the toronto area and then even outside the toronto area so i began to email a bunch of hospitals across um, the gta the greater toronto area uh and i was just emailing a bunch of people that i found on you know their websites whether it was like a school institution or a hospital like i said and i was just emailing everyone like hey you know i'd really love to kind of help you out you know do you need any assistance a student to help you out because when when that physician came and gave that talk i was like oh there's research like okay i don't know i always thought in health it was either become a doctor or become a nurse like really i i saw it at that black and white but it's not it really isn't so once I discovered, like when he came and discussed his research, um, I kind of mentioned how he has like students helping him. I was like, okay, cool. So that's when I began, once that door kind of shut, um, I'm like, let me see what else is out there for a part-time basis uh, or even volunteer, you know, like freely <laughs> volunteering my time to these uh, to these scientists. So basically, um, wait, are they called scientists? Like, I guess so, or academics, whatever, anyway. Uh, so I remember, I kid you not, I, I want to actually go back into my emails and, and find find how many I, I actually emailed. But I remember for uh, uh, these particular hospitals within the GTA, it was like over 100 people I emailed. And I was just like, hey, my name is Fabiana. I like I'm a fourth year student at UFT. This is this, this. Like, I'd love to gain more experience, more exposure in said topic. Like, I just kind of Googled whatever they were researching and I'm like, do you need help? And again, this was my way to figure out what I liked and what I didn't like basically while I, I was in my final year of studies, hoping that it would lead to a job opportunity. Um, anyway, so I remember nobody out of those 100 people, over 100 people messaged back until one, one, one academic professional, professor, scientist, um, no, researcher, academic researcher. That is the word I want to say. Yeah, one academic researcher um, contacted me back from outside of Toronto. So she's from London, so part of Western University. And she's like, hey, Florina, like, I'm, you know, I'd love for you to, like, send over your CV, yada, 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 because uh, I'm looking for a student to help me out with some manuscript editing for free, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, sure, I will take what I can get at this point. And uh, anyway, so I began doing that work. I did it for, so from September to March, 2020, and then COVID hit and her research stopped. So she's like, I don't got anything left for you. And I was like, it's okay. Like I got my experience, whatever. So long story short, 
I was constantly putting myself in new working experiences, some paid, some unpaid, whatever I could find to help clarify what I wanted to do, what, what I wanted my next step to be. I don't even want to say what I wanted to do with the rest of my life because, again, that's such an ongoing process for me. But my next step, I wanted to know where I would be next. So once that experience ended, I added it to my resume. Because remember, you can add anything you want to your resume. It doesn't have to be only a paid experience. So under work experience, you can have sure the jobs that, you know, you uh, that paid you. But you can also have volunteer experience, like any type of experience you should be adding to your resume slash CV. Because it, it, it really will benefit you no matter... Like no, no experience is, is insignificant. So I remember adding that to my resume and it led me to an actual research assistant position at a hospital a few short months later, post, post grad. So I graduated in, uh, I guess I finished in April, graduated technically in June, and then I got the hospital position in August of 2020. And so yeah, that was in research. So that was truly like, I had, I had kind of dabbled in the editing piece, yada, yada, yada. And then I was fully immersed in this research role and I loved it. I was like, wow, I can't believe I can, you know, work here at a hospital and still, you know, feel like I'm, you know, I'm in the medical field, but I don't, you know, I'm not on the front lines, but I'm, I get to see patients and I, I get to be part of these clinical trials. Like it was so cool to me. And, um, I gained more clarity through that experience too. Um, And even actually the time between graduating, like, sorry, the time between finishing that volunteer experience in March and beginning the research assistant role in August, that time in between, I was still like, "Mm, I don't know what to do. So I still liked, or I still had research on my mind, but uh, post-grad, I'm like, let me just apply to whatever, wherever's hiring. So I I worked for a little bit for like the three months at a tech company from March um, to, what was it, to June, March to June, end of June, to tech company, dude. Like, again, a health student, health study student works for a tech company. But again, I just wanted to try it out. Like, I was never opposed to new experiences and all because I was in the health field. I'm like, what if I don't actually like this? That's the thing. A huge piece of advice I want to share is all because you're in one set program, it doesn't mean that's your end all be all. I've had friends. Oh my goodness. I had this one friend. We, uh, we both graduated and we, we went out for coffee shortly after and she, she went to a different university than me, but she did her undergrad in engineering. Like how much more specific can you get? You know, you do your four year or is it five year? I think it's four year. Maybe it's five, uh, whatever year under like however many years, uh, engineering undergrad program. And typically you're like, okay, I'm going to go be an engineer. But for her, no, if anything, that four to five year program made her realize she did not want to be an engineer. So she never ended up becoming one. So instead she was just like figuring out what else to do with her life and exploring different options and what she just, just, you know, gaining clarity through engagement, what I said at the beginning. So all because you chose this specific major at 18 years old, who you're going to be later at 22 is entirely different. And maybe maybe you will want to continue down that route. Sometimes if you do pre-med, then you go to medical school or pre-law, then you go to law school. Like there are certain people who know exactly where to go, what to be. But for the rest of us within that spectrum of like, I don't know what to do, your 
degree should not limit you to your your future experiences because if you don't like what you studied or maybe you're a little bit iffy you really have to try out different things you really need to go into the workforce or just volunteer your time to different clinics different places different areas of work to different people um and just see what you like. And if anything, all of my experiences taught me what I don't like, truly. Like some taught me obviously like what, I, what I'm interested in. So when I got the research role, I was like, wow, I really, really like this. When I did the tech role, I'm like, uh, I don't actually like being in the tech world. Um, and then even a few years prior to that, I didn't wanna do banking or be in finance. Um, so yeah, then once I got the research role, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm really interested in this. And long story short, I stayed in that research role and um, I I liked it, but I'm like, I want to do more with my life. And I, and I realized that being a research assistant could only get me so far. And it was capped at like a certain amount of pay too. And I'm like, okay, I don't really want to be in this for like six years until I get a, a more decent amount of pay. Like, what can I do? I like this. I really like this field, but how can I excel? And my boss, who is a physician, a cardiologist, was like, well, a lot of um, a lot of my, you know, students, like they went on to go and do their master's, yada, yada, yada. So that's kind of how I ended up in my master's. And the way that the story kind of goes full circle is that my supervisor ended up like I, I was searching through the health promotion program and you have to choose a supervisor who is willing to take you on. That's part of the application process. Apart from like sending in your transcript, your experience, you need to have you know, an academic researcher who is part of the, the institution agree to take you on as a student. And long story short, but when I, like health promotion was the discipline that I was most interested in. And when I was looking through the, through the supervisors to reach out to, the one that took me on from two years ago, from my final year of undergrad, her name was on there. The one that I did the free volunteer experience work for. And I was just like dumbfounded because I'm like, I had no idea she was even a supervisor for this program and this particular discipline, because mind you, this master's program has, I believe, six different disciplines. There's like hearing science, there's like speech, there's health promotion, there's healthy aging, or it's like there's a whole bunch of different ones. Um, and I just wanted to do health promotion because it's my passion. And anyway, I saw her name. I'm like, you are kidding. You are kidding. And it just kind of goes to show like, it was just kind of, yeah, a full circle. The universe is on my back kind of feeling, but also really affirmed the notion of like, everything you're doing has a greater purpose. Everything you're doing leads you to something greater. And you don't even know it in that moment. Like in that moment, back when I was 22, you know, my final year of undergrad, I was just figuring things out. I never thought like, oh, maybe one day, like I'll work for her. I didn't know. I just, I really went into things thinking like, let me just try this out. So if I have any piece of advice for you, for your master's, this is kind of like a really long-winded piece of advice, but I really just want to say, make sure you know what you want to do before you apply. Because had I not really known the supervisor before and kind of known the work around what she was doing, like it would have been different because I just think when you are about to apply to something, you should really know you know what is your super well then again if it's if it's thesis based this is thesis based masters but you really need to know the 
research interests of your of your supervisor and what kind of publications that they have put out like what is their area of research because more that's more than likely going to become your thesis and it has to align with your interest as well so i really will say take the time to figure out you first i know there are so many people who right after undergrad jump into masters i took a two-year time period to figure myself out um, to just go through trial and error even ask myself if i wanted to do a masters i think that's the biggest thing before like I can I have a lot of advice when you're in it too which I can get into but the before is so key because like there are some people who go into it and they just don't like it at all because the supervisors research and and their interests like the students interests do not align so then you're kind of in this two-year program conducting a thesis going through like a research project completely unhappy because you're like well I'm not even into this um and sometimes like you don't like I think you don't want to just do it for the sake of doing it. You don't want to do it for the sake of just putting it onto your CV and being like, okay, I got my master's. Like, you know, so much time and money and effort goes into it that you want to make sure that you're not just making the same, like you're not going through the same motions that you did when you were an undergrad. And that was my biggest thing. My undergrad for me was truly a place to get by. Like I, again, maybe only in my last year was I like, okay. I'm feeling the groove because I actually like what I'm doing. My final year, like the first three. Well, again, sorry. So my undergrad actually was five years. So within the first like three and a half, I was like, uh, and then like the last year and a half, I was like, okay, I, I kind of enjoyed this. So that's why I was so apprehensive before my master's. Cause I'm like, let me just figure out what I even like. Don't just go into the same, like, don't make the same mistakes. Make sure you take your time. And make sure you're even interested in it. Like, what, what do you even like to do? And with the master's, it's so specific that had I not taken that time delving into research, I really would not have wanted to even choose a research type of master's because my, my master's is very research-focused, it's thesis-based, and um, my work experience really ties into my my current program so beautifully that I feel like I can't even imagine, like, there's no world where I, I would have just applied to a master's right after undergrad. I was not in that headspace. I was so open-minded to just figuring out what I liked, and I knew the only way to do that was through work experience. So if I can give you any piece of advice, it would be to do that. I hope my story, like, that, that example story that I gave you, the kind of full circle moment, just kind of goes to show you how beneficial it can be to to learn your interests and your likes and dislikes through experience. That's the biggest thing. That's been the biggest thing that I've ever learned. And, you know, I will say that it's made me enjoy my master's way more than my undergrad because I actually like truly sat there and thought about every piece of it. I was like, okay, who is a supervisor? Like really do that background research on who your supervisor will be, the institution, um, just like the research interest uh, of that particular supervisor. And again, if it's not thesis-based, look into the courses. Is that course material like really speaking to you? Can you see yourself really enjoying what you're learning? Because again, in undergrad, for, like it was truly just getting by. And in your master's, it's just so much more heavy. The material is so heavy. And sometimes it can be so bland. 
And if you don't like the content, you're just going to really dislike your entire experience. And it's so much more collaborative, I find, uh, than than an undergrad. So it's like you really need to know your stuff because it's like you're in a group setting. The professor really calls on you. Like it's very much you better know what you're talking about whenever you come to class. Um, And for that, I do love it a lot because it, it challenges you in the best way. But I think the only way to really enjoy it is to just make sure that you really like the program, like do extensive research on it. But again, my research into master's programs kind of only started like, again, so if I graduated in 2020, I started looking around at programs in 2021, like end of 2021. And then that's when I applied uh, end of 2021, beginning 2022, right? Are we, yeah. And then I, and then I started it in um, September of 2022. So I I mainly did that work experience. And then I began the research. So my biggest piece of advice again, just go out there, go into the workforce. You don't know what you like yet. You don't know what you don't like yet. And then what if you end up making that same mistake, going into a program and you actually just don't like it at all? Or you're, you're in it, you're like, oh my God, I really hate this field. You know, and I think, just again, clarity comes through that experience, comes through that engagement, not just thinking like, oh my God, will I like this? How are you supposed to know? Anyway, um, what else did I have here? I wrote so many. Oh, number two. Okay. So my next thing of those who are interested in, in completing a master's, and this is kind of more so when you're in the program, um, I really will say is to make friends. This was a really big struggle for me in undergrad because I was a commuter girl. Like I, um, I commuted about an hour and a half to get to the University of Toronto through train and subway and walking. And it was an hour and a half there, an hour and a half back. Again, it was like a 40 minute train ride. But then by the time I walked, wait, train and then subway and then walk. Yeah. So it ended up adding to that. But I never really stayed behind to chat, to mingle, to make friends you know, I had, you know, a dad who was like, be home at a certain time. So I just, I'd always go home and I didn't like commuting anyway when it was nighttime and like, I just wanted to go home. So I will say in your master's, because it's usually so much smaller than an undergrad program, um, you're kind of forced to, to make friends in a way. Like I definitely was forced and in my master's, I'm still a commuter, but it's not as far as, as going into, um, Toronto during my undergrad but I will say that like making friends is so beneficial in your master's because I find that people are willing to help like people want to share their notes people um, are encouraged to collaborate and if anything a lot of the 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 course material is group-based or partner-based at least for mine it was and so you really have to rely on your classmates and the people that you're surrounded by I am such a shy person like as extroverted as I think I am even though I'm not like extroverted like, I feel like I'm extroverted when I'm by myself like when I'm recording myself I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah but when I have to meet people I just get so scared and so I will say that making friends has been such a a fun part of my master's program and even for those who are doing like a virtual or an online master's program there are still ways to meet people because in my first semester, I was in class and I made a friend and I made a few friends and, and it was great. It was dandy. It was fine. And I really enjoyed my uh, my class time because of it. 
But now in my second semester that I'm in, it's actually a an online course. And I specifically chose that so that way I could still work full time. Um, because I, I just I couldn't like miss a day of work just to go into class like I could if I wanted to, but I, I, I really wanted to just choose an online course. So anyway, right now I'm doing it online. And my thesis work and work with my supervisor right now is all online. So sometimes you can lose that connection. So what I will say is there are ways to to strengthen it. And for me, with my virtual, like my online course group, um, again, because the content, like you're in your master's, so you, you do have to collaborate a lot. So with my group, we're a group of five, and we meet every Saturday morning at like 10 a.m. And it's not only to just go through like our activities and whatnot, but it's just to like, you know, make conversation and be like, oh, where are you from? What do you do? This and this. And to be honest, like we've gotten so close because of that. And I really, I really think there's something to say about building connections while you're in school, because it just, it makes, it makes it more fun. It makes you really want to do the work too, because, you know, you like, you have other people, on your team by your side and um what i will say though too is i was really fearful of group work right when i started my master's so if you're afraid of that trust me i, I know i was too because in my undergrad group work it was like the worst i found nobody really like it always fell on either a few people like myself and someone else and like there'd be people who just did not want to show up or do their work but i find that with you know post grad like for grad school programs Everybody is in a different phase of their life. I noticed that people in my program um, are, are much older. So you have even working professionals who have come back to take this, this, uh, this program. You have a few, just like a few, like a select few who are still like straight out of undergrad, but the majority from my program are all much older. So it makes it really great because everybody is just so much more serious. And that's a good thing because everyone is taking it serious because for the most part, they're probably paying for their education, like out of pocket. They're taking time off work or they're doing it in conjunction with work. So it's like, okay, I better, like I, you know, I'm doing this out of my own free will, as opposed to when you're an undergrad, mostly like, at least I will speak for myself. You get, you know, pushed by your parents, obviously. It's like, okay, go to school. There's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Whereas for masters, it's, I mean, you can still get that push. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> like, I definitely had that conversation and my parents were like, why aren't you applying? But at the end of the day, it was still my decision because I was older and I was moved out and um, I was coming from my own pocket. So it was totally different. And I find that everybody else in my program is the same. So like they approach classes and group work so much differently and in just such a more fun way because you're, you've voluntarily chosen that program you know what I mean so it's different like when you do that that work all the pre prep work before your program and then you're in it you're like okay like I I did the work experience before this I did my research before this like I really chose it so it's just it's just such a such a nice feeling when you're in it because you're like ah I really enjoy it because I I got to choose it based on what I I wanted you know like it's really fun so anyway make friends that's my long my long spiel uh what else do I have here number three oh yeah more like connections I mean again this is for thesis based but or maybe yeah usually I think um so 
because I am doing a thesis, I have a supervisor and she also supervises a bunch of other, a bunch of other students too. So what I will say is take advantage of people who are in their upper years of the program and maybe even look into mentorship opportunities that your institution might offer. So for example, my institution offers a mentorship program where they pair you up with a with somebody who is in their second year of their master's or even like PhD. It kind of depends what you you fill out like this form based on what you're looking for and interests and programs so they they can connect you with somebody who's who's similar to you in a way like in a school way, I guess, academic way. Um, so I've been paired because again, I'm only in my first year, second semester. <laughs> so I was paired with a, a mentor and she's in her second year. And I would say like, really take advantage of that. Really, really take advantage of having somebody help you out because your supervisor can, don't get me wrong. Um, but also sometimes you might have one that that's just like figured out. And that, that's true. Like, I remember when I was doing my supervisor search before settling on the supervisor that I knew before, I was speaking to a few others before that because I wanted to keep my options open. I didn't only want to choose the one I knew, even though I liked her research and her work. So I kind of knew I was going to already go with her. But I'm like, let me just see what else there is. So I would read uh, publications of different academic researchers. And, and I met with a few um, via Zoom, just to kind of see what their work, what that their work, like what they kind of expected out of their students. So that's another huge thing, but that's like pre-master's prep work, like to kind of see what they expect out of you. And I remember the one was like, yeah, I'm pretty hands off. So like, you're going to have to figure it out on your own. And you know what? Like, that's valid. At least she was <laughs> clear from the start. But what I will say is, that's why you have to build connections, whether also in your classroom, outside of your classroom, with students in their upper years, either through like yeah, mentorship programs, um, again, through your classes or within your lab. Like we have a lab and it's composed of like a bunch of, a, a number of students, some, in their, some doing their PhDs, some in their second year of masters, some, um, some volunteers, like student volunteers too. But I really, I heavily lean on them for help I will always email them and be like, how do I do this? How do I apply to this scholarship? How do I, like all the time. And I would definitely say like, do not stress about bothering people because they're there to help you. They want to help you. So I would definitely take advantage of what your institution offers, people in your lab, people in your class, professors even. Like professors really will help you too, not only for academic reasons as well, um, but I've had TAs and professors help me out when I was really struggling mentally during my um, my last semester, my first semester towards the end, I didn't know what to do. And I was like freaking out because I was just, I was just sad um, and going through a lot. And I had this TA and this professor like provide me with a whole list of mental health supports. And it wasn't just like, oh, here's a number call. It was like specific, specific supports. It was so great. It was so nice. And um, I will definitely say like, really rely or lean on lean on who's around you in your program again TAs professors classmates anybody and everybody like people are there to help you you just have to be willing to ask for it that's the biggest thing don't be afraid to ask at all like really that's you're all there to learn you're all there to grow so don't be afraid at all that's my big piece of advice there um and then okay but I will leave you off with 
this is my final piece of advice, is that you are good enough, you are smart enough, and you are worthy enough to do anything that you put your mind to. For the longest time, especially being an undergrad, doing something or starting off really uneasy, not knowing what I wanted to do, I internalized that as me being dumb. I really thought for a long time, I'm like, I'm just, I'm just not smart enough. I'm just not smart enough for school. I'm not smart enough for university. Why am I here? Oh my God. So many times, like, again, those first two, three, two years were like the worst. The third year was like, uh, and again, the last year and a half was okay. But the first two, I'm like, I'm this, I'm not cut out for this. And now when I think back to like that girl, that little girl, the young girl, I was really just unsure of what I wanted to do. And I was really just studying things that I didn't want to be studying. I don't want to be studying cell and molecular biology. And yet I made that my major because I'm like, oh, that's pre-med. Like, no, like you are not, like you're not, not good enough, right? Like you're, you, you are good enough. It's just maybe what you've chosen isn't right for you. Like you really need to take a step back and reflect like, and not internalize it. Look around you and be like, do I even like learning this? Maybe I'm not good at it because I don't like it. Like when you enjoy something, when you enjoy learning about a certain topic, you will thrive, you will flourish because you have a genuine passion to learn more. That's like, that makes the majority of a difference. So don't ever internalize you not enjoying something as you not being good enough or not being smart enough. It's just not your area and that's okay. And I think the sooner you recognize that and you're aware of that, the better, the better for you. Because the sooner you can switch and be like, let me go explore what I do actually like. So I just want to leave you with like, if you're really interested in pursuing more education, whether that is a master's or maybe even a post-secondary certificate, or maybe it's going on to do a PhD, maybe it's med school, maybe it's law school, maybe whatever it is, you are good enough. And don't base past experiences on, like don't let past experiences cloud your judgment you are so smart trust me like to think that I I just like I really remember when I got my acceptance I couldn't believe it and still sometimes to this day I'm like wow I can't like I'm doing the thing I'm doing the damn thing like then I saw this quote that said like think back to the you that you were a year ago and I'm like yeah like I had not started my program yet I was still I was in a weird place and I was unsure of what to do. And I just want to say you are smart enough. When you enjoy something, when you love something, when you go with it with all of your heart, that, that's all you need. When you're interested, you love it, you're going to exceed at it because it's your passion. And so if you're interested in something, just please just go with it with your full heart and just know that you are good enough to do whatever you want. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. I remember when my mom was like, oh, just apply. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to get in. Like, I really just, I genuinely thought I'm not going to get in. It's not like my grades were at a 4.0 GPA. I was not at that. That's not what I got in undergrad. Nowhere near that, actually. So I worked really hard to get it up, but I, I was not like a A++ student, um, especially not within those first two years. So I let that cloud my judgment. I was like, okay, well, I can't do it. But really it was just, I was, I was a young girl who didn't know what she wanted to do. I was going back and forth between majors, listening to others, letting other people influence my decisions, being stuck in taking courses, sorry, that I didn't enjoy. So I'd end up failing them because I just didn't enjoy them. And it wasn't until I sat back and I'm like, let me choose what I want. Let me silence out what everybody else wants from me and just choose what I want to do. 
So that's when I chose my major in health studies. And then I did a double minor in French and Spanish. And I remember um, one of my family members was like, what are you going to do with like a language double minor? I'm like, whatever I want. Like I love languages. So that's why I did that as my double minor. I always mainly loved health. That's why that was my major. Um, but again, like just you need to listen to your gut. And again, don't don't let past experiences just freak you out or make you think that you're not good enough. You have to really just self-reflect on what it was about that situation that made you not flourish. It wasn't you. It was the conditions around you. It was it was you just genuinely not being interested in it. And that's okay. So I just want to leave you with that. I want to leave you with that you're good enough, you're smart enough, and I cannot stress that enough. I really cannot. And I think if there's one thing that I want my podcast to be, I want, I want my podcast to do is just to empower you. If I can do that with somebody watching this, somebody listening, and it empowers you to go and search different programs, to go and search different work experiences because you want to see if you like it, do it. Literally do it, especially in this digital age. But mind you, by the way, I was helping that woman in my final year of undergrad online. It's not like I, like you can, with the power of the internet, you can gain so many different experiences. You can help people out digitally. You can edit their manuscripts like I did digitally. You can do so many things now thanks to the internet. So just use that to your advantage and just take the time. Enjoy the process of figuring yourself out. It's it's so fun and it's so great. And again, best of luck with whatever you choose to do. And I love you. Okay, I hope you enjoy this episode and we'll chat later. Bye.